Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. reach where the Lord says and I myself will be a wall of fire around it declares the Lord and I will be its glory within welcome to faith city outreach this is Marina Maria with today's special guest Nancy Smerdell who is the office manager at Mountaintop Christian Fellowship and a health coach we also have Linda Rogers she's a deacon at Mountaintop Christian Fellowship in Prescott Arizona and she was also a former counselor and teacher I'm looking forward to talking about gluttony today, ladies, the sin that we don't talk about. Please share your testimony, uh, Nancy or Linda, uh, how God changed your life and your health. Yes. Marina, thank you for having us on. This is a um, huge uh, joy for us because God has just opened up our eyes in ways that we really never imagined. Um, my entire life, I struggled with weight. And I was always up and down 35 pounds. I would lose some weight. And, uh, and currently, I'm in my 60s. So you, that's a long journey, a really long journey. And I know I'm not alone. I know that uh, many people struggle with this. And it was always about how I look, how I felt, and it wasn't until I went on this journey and came to the point where God was able to reveal that it was much more than those two things in my life. And so I felt that uh, God was really calling me to this program, um, began it, was successful on it, but what he's done is he's just basically opened the veil, opened the curtain of how much bigger this is and how he desires so much more for his church than what we can even imagine. Amen. Why is it important for Christians to take care of their physical health too? I just see that the Lord isn't really concerned about the church. It's the time for the us to become overcomers Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And we don't realize that that encompasses every area of our life, that he has every intention for us to be set free in all areas. And this is an area that is pretty much ignored from the pulpit and pretty much ignored by Christians in general. In fact, I would say if we do anything, we enable uh, by our extra potlucks and all the foods that are available and everything that's uh, readily available. We don't want to talk about those that are overweight because it's an obvious thing. If we have gotten to the point of eating too much food, which is exactly what the definition, I looked it up this morning, the definition of gluttony is eating too much. Well, how often do we eat too much? And for some of us, it becomes a per, a Thing where we're actually seeing that yes you've eaten too much it's visibly um, 
a sin that we can show to others. And um, it's just not comfortable to talk about those kinds of things. And the Lord wants us to be set free. Yeah, and I think that it's not only that the church um, doesn't really talk about it, but I believe that we've been uh, fooled. I think we've been almost blinded that it is a sin that we have just accepted it as, uh, and we put it in quotes, a self-control problem. Um, and when it's far bigger than that. And so maybe we believe that to make ourselves feel better. Maybe we believe that because society around us accepts it. Um, but what we know and what is God has revealed to us is that just like many sins, it is a sin and it is not good for us and it is not acceptable to him so you said gluttony is um over consuming food right mm-hmm. now it's kind of hard to also um let's just say um, we know that we live in a world that obesity is increasing and not just by adults but also um just by looking at the children nowadays um how do you let's say um, it, it, it seems like it would be also challenging to know who is over-consuming food and who is not because of the body types and the genetic makeups of different bodies. Um, how do we know gluttony is in our lives? Well, if you compare human skeletons, and you know how people say, well, I'm I'm big-boned, I'm little-boned, whatever. If you compare skeletons, there's really only a four-pound difference between someone that's got larger bones and someone who doesn't. So it's pretty evident that if someone uh, is, their energy level is lower, um, that they're having difficulty moving at all, breathing at all, um, that there's there's an issue that, that and needs of course to be checking with yeah. the doctor oh, and, and seeing and having all yeah. of your blood work done and all of the things that you need to do to make sure you know where am I at am I am I pre diabetic am I right. you know what kind of problems am I looking at and what will it take for me to get it off right. yes because I, it does cause health issues yeah oh clearly yeah clearly. And um, and it, it is true. We do need to discuss the area or the topic of health. We don't talk about it or hear about it at church. Um, I know that a lot of the topics uh, we hear are, you know, faith, joy, um, maybe disappointment. But health may be mentioned, but it's not really talk about, talked about in depth. And we know that gluttony can lead to, which is a sin in itself. Um, we see it in Proverbs 23, where um, we're not supposed to, where it says we don't allow ourselves to be controlled by food, right? Right. And so um, because of this, when I first wanted to uh, discuss the topic of gluttony, I looked up in YouTube and I just wrote the word gluttony and a pastor uh, mentioned uh, gluttony by him reading this uh, article by Joe McKeever. It's an art. He's a pastor and also an author. 
And Jomi Kieber talked about gluttony in these three ways. He said that we should be, the three major reasons that we should talk about it is because of health. You know, the body, our body is a holy place. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Two, because scripture, we are holy people. We have the Holy Spirit in us, right? And three, because it's for godliness sake. You know, we have self-control, which is mentioned in Galatians 5. And I looked at it and I'm like, wow, that is so true. We don't want to mention it at church. We don't want to talk about it because we want to, we don't want to offend people. But yet, it's still a sin and we still need to talk about it. Of course, we want to mention it with love, just like any sin with love. So um, it is definitely a um, sin or a topic that we do need to address. Now, do you think our eating habits are generational, though? Oh, definitely. I know for me, um, it was interesting because my mother was always very tiny. Mm -hmm. And from very young, she was given the message that because uh, her mother was overweight, her sisters were overweight, everybody in the family was overweight, and she overheard a conversation one time, and, you know, she was the teeny, like the runt of the family, and somebody said, uh, in her ear, in her hearing, said, oh, give her a few years, and she'll be as big as her mother. And my mother, at that point, made kind of an inner vow, and I don't want to say that mother was anorexic because she wasn't anorexic but she was very controlled about the eating but what she did is she fed us she got joy out of you know if she would make a dessert she would say you know if I was really trying not to eat desserts or whatever she would say Linda just try a bite you know, mm -hmm. just have a bite. Well, I knew for me, a bite meant I wanted another bite, mm -hmm. and I wanted another, I wanted a piece, and then I wanted another piece. Yeah, it's temptation. It was terrible for me, and it was the same thing for my sister. My sister and I both have struggled, and it's because my mother got great joy out of feeding us because she was not feeding herself. I mean, she ate healthy, but very limited always her whole life. And my father was a compulsive overeater. And he would go to some of these all-you-can-eat kind of places wow. and eat until we knew Daddy would go home and have a headache, like a sugar-sick headache and have to lay down. And my dad was put on uh, the fat boy plan, they called it in the military, because he was a pilot and had to stay under a certain weight. So he would have to be on that plan to get his weight back down and so I, as a little girl who loved her daddy, mm -hmm. and really, as a little girl, didn't really have a weight problem at all. You know, my favorite dessert was fresh peaches. But I think seeing my daddy and wanting to relate and connect more with my dad, I really took that on. And in fact, at one point, because we were doing a Metrical program, which was an old, it was like before Slim Fast or whatever, and he would call me his Metricali Rose. So, you know, that made, you know, it was a joke for something that was a reality in my life, which was I had to do another diet. And, and in some ways, that was my connection with my dad. Food was for celebrating. Food for, was for when you don't feel good, when you feel sad. 
when you feel angry. Oh, Christians don't get angry. So what do we do? We go open the refrigerator and eat something. And that just dissipates that anger for that moment. It Temporarily, was the, yes. Yeah, for that moment. And, you know, we go to food for all these things that were never meant to. That's not the reason mm-hmm. for food. The food is fuel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, right. And like you said, it's emotional eating. Emotional, for whether it's good, bad, or, or whether indifferent. It's good, right. And we don't think anything of it. We don't think that that's going to lead to a more, let's say, like a bigger problem. Like a deadly problem. Like a deadly problem. I don't think we think it's a problem. No, I don't even think, I right. Think it's just a coping mechanism right. that we, we use. And because we're in a country that has such an abundance of foods, it's easy. Yeah, it really encourages it. We live in a world that, that encourages, mm-hmm. you know, just over eating, overindulgence mm-hmm. in, in all things, mm-hmm. food, clothing, fashion. Mm-hmm. Everything. And I've known a lot of people that are very, very obese that don't eat at all in front of other people because they have a load of shame and guilt inside and they feel embarrassed and they want other people to see that, oh, look, they're not eating. You know, it must be a, it must be a, a, some kind of health problem that has caused them to be overweight because they don't eat. So, you know, that's, it's really that hidden embarrassing thing and I think when we're alone with ourselves and have to face um, what we've done to ourselves and I know this I'm speaking for myself and my the most I ever got overweight was 50 pounds and I you know I'm only a five foot I was only five foot three and uh, you know so 50 pounds looks like a lot of weight on a on a short girl and I know for me, I lived in bondage over this issue. I mean bondage. I got to the point where I was bulimic and uh, just in this vicious cycle, eat as much as you want, eat, 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 and then ultimately I just couldn't keep it down because it was so much food. So I had that vicious you know, vomiting, and then I would go on a diet, and I'd do the fasting, or I'd do whatever, and I can name so many diets that I've been on. And, and when I started on this uh, program, I had seen Nancy do really well. And I knew that she had had some of those struggles. But I, for a long time, just stood back and watched. Because I couldn't believe it would stay off. And that she could stay successful. And I certainly couldn't believe it for myself. And it's like, I wanted it and at one point I just said okay I'm gonna step my toe in I'm going to try this and when I began to try I began to realize okay I got to get everything in my life straightened out and that included uh, really committing myself to that daily in the word Mm -hmm. I was already doing my scripture reading but not as committed and the real revelation came not from just reading the word, but when I began to take my notebook and see what Holy Spirit had to say to me, that's when the real revelation came. And the Lord began to show me, it's not just scriptures about gluttony or food that he's addressing my issue. He's addressing it throughout the Bible. He spoke to me through the Holy Spirit in ways that I was just blown away by. 
Yeah, when Linda and I started to meet just weekly, just to encourage each other, because a big part of success um, in changing your health patterns, your, your lifestyle, is really having community to help you. That is so important because honestly, it's the lie of the devil that he says, oh, you can do it on your own. No, if you could have done it on your own, you would have done it on your own. Exactly. So, and when we started to meet and Linda started to share the scripture and that's when I realized, just like I said earlier, that um, this is a much bigger thing. This is something that God is calling the church now for a time such as this, for us to change to be the bride that he's coming back for without spot or blemish. And the revelations that he revealed to Linda that she started to share, honestly, my mouth dropped open. I just could not scarcely believe what I was hearing. It was from the mouth of God. And so we couldn't hold this as a secret, Marina. We just couldn't. We, we had to start sharing it. Absolutely. And now our group is growing, growing every week because we're being fed the spiritual food that you, do, you never get hungry again. This is food that satisfies because we can temporarily feed ourselves mm-hmm. with the food here, the, the showbread, as we say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's not going to satisfy you. Mm-hmm. It never satisfied me. It might for a moment, but it doesn't. But this, this, the word of God is the manna that we can live on that will satisfy us and keep us in a state of great health. One of the things she's referring to when she said the showbread, it was so funny because I God has a sense of humor. I believe, absolutely. First of all, he made me, so yeah, he's got a sense of <laughs> And as I was reading the scriptures in Hebrews 9-11, it was talking about Jesus did not take the sheep or the goat blood into the Holy of Holies in the, he- in the heavenlies, but he took his own blood to secure our salvation. He made the ultimate cost, the ultimate sacrifice. And, I, and the question... What I felt Holy Spirit was saying to me is, what can we do to secure our weight and health? What am I doing? You know, what am I willing to do? What am I willing to give up? Because God God sent his son, he gave up everything for me. And the old system was one of animal sacrifices year after year, never able to provide lasting cleansing, couldn't remove the sins, but paid, paid a price the priest would go in, and he was the only one that could go in the Holy of Holies. And, and he went in with fear and trembling. He had to have a rope tied around his ankle to make sure that if he were to be struck dead because he was, had carried sin into the Holy of Holies, that he would be dragged out. You could not enter into God's presence. Mm-hmm. But when Christ died on the cross for us, he said, it is finished. Well, it is finished. Our sins have been paid for. But we have to walk out our faith. So often people are sold cheap grace. It's like Jesus did it all. You don't have to do anything. Right. You don't have to clean up your act. You mm-hmm. don't have to address sins in your life. 
But Jesus said faith without works is dead. dead. But where did you get to the point where you said, okay, let me do something. Like you said, we have to do something. How did you get to the point where you said, okay, I'm going to do something now? I just felt that this is the time to, and we've been talking a lot in our church about overcoming. And, you know, it's real easy to look at other people and go, well, they need to overcome that. And they need to overcome that. And they need to overcome that. And then the Holy Spirit shines a light on you and says, and you need to overcome that. Right. So it was time for me to address this and realize that Holy Spirit cares about every little aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I have to face my own stuff. I might not have a problem with whatever the other person's problem is or what, you know, but Holy Spirit's trying to clean us up and get us ready for his, to be that bride. And I realized it's like, okay, I'm willing to take this step and I'm going to do it one step at a time. But if I don't put the Lord first in this, it's going to be like any other diet, any other program I've ever been on. And it's not going to be long-term successful. Okay, so that's that's what it was. Not only were you ready, but you were also ready to put God first. Exactly. Because we can be ready, but then we're not putting God first, and we know we're going to fail. Right. So you were ready to put God first in your life. Um, and Marina, so when I went through the program, I, I didn't, I think the spiritual side, even though I'm a believer, uh, I had that separated. I mm. had the, okay, if I just changed my lifestyle and I'm and I did and I lost the weight and I think a lot of people do that but you can use a lot of things to lose the weight Mm -hmm. but here's the deal unless you address what's up here in your mind the spiritual and your heart Mm -hmm. you're gonna have a really difficult time keeping it off and when um, Linda and I were meeting and the spiritual side came in so it was a little different for me um, what I realized was the issue with excess weight and unhealthy living was not just that. It was spiritual. And when that became a reality for me, I have a whole different viewpoint now. A whole different viewpoint on how God sees it. When I realized that God calls me to live this healthy lifestyle, I don't want to disappoint my Lord, but I never, I never got that before. And until God showed me that he doesn't want me to do that, he wants me to please him with this, mm-hmm. take care of what he's given me, it, it became huge for me. It became all-encompassing, and it became a mission. Because what I realized, he was not only calling me, to be that way he is calling his church to be that way and we don't talk about it we feel like failures because we try 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 all the time in our own power to do this when this is a spiritual thing yes and you just said it in our own power so when we do anything in our own power we know we're gonna fail but with god all things are possible but yet we he can give us strength. Yet we and we continue, continue to, to do, do that. that because we have, we've put a wall up between diet 
or health, being healthy, and our spiritual life. Right. We think maybe a diet is just a physical problem, but what you're really saying, it's a spiritual problem. And with that spiritual problem, you went through a process. And I believe from what both both of you, what you're saying is that first you both place God first Mm -hmm. in your lives. Mm -hmm. And you had to go through that process of placing God first. What did you do? You mentioned renewing your mind with God's word, both of you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Exactly. And what's interesting is we did, you know, we looked up verses on what God says about food and but what we realized, even when he's not talking about food, it relates still to that area of our life. Mm-hmm. What, and, and that's the beauty of reading the word with the whole power of the Holy Spirit within you because you will see things you've never seen before. Yes. The Lord wants to take you on a journey in his word, and that's why it's ever-changing to fit what's going on with you right now, right here. Yes. It's so incredible because it's like, well, I never read that before. I've read the Bible over and over and over. But it's like, uh, today is a fresh word because Holy Spirit made it rhema for me, made it real, made it come to life in a way that is transformative. And that's his intention is to transform us into the image of Christ. Talk about a tough act to follow. Amen. And we all go through a spiritual journey and everybody's on a different spiritual journey and God knows when to reveal different things. He knows when we're ready to hear what he wants to say. I mean, I've been a Christian for 30 years. However, this is all new insight, new. I mean, God's really revealing his heart about this. And I do believe just like Linda was saying earlier, you know, Jesus is coming back. He's coming back as the king and he is calling us to be the church without spot or blemish and this is part of it we'll never reach perfection perfection yes but we can change to be in the image of christ and how can we fulfill his will if we're sick Right. If we're not right. taking care of right. the temple of the Holy Spirit, if we're not taking care of our bodies, right. how can we fulfill the ministries that he's given us? Right. He's entrusted us with He's entrusted bodies. us, exactly. And he says, your, your body is the temple of the living God. Yes. We don't get that. I think that's a, we just kind of let it float over our head. Right. Like, okay. But there are so many people that are out there. I know, if you're listening and you are saying, but I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried. Let me encourage you. You can do this. You can do this. Lean into your God. Get a community around you to support you with this. There is help, but, but do not listen to that voice that is not coming from our God telling you you can't because here it is you can the word says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and you know that is something I Satan had me in such a stranglehold with this particular sin that there were days when I didn't want to live if you're out there right now and you're at that point and you don't want to live because you think there's no hope, I'm telling you right now, there is a hope 
that is transformative. The Lord can recreate himself in you. I pray in the name of Jesus right now for those of you that are out there listening that feel they have no hope. They can't do this. That's right. We can't. But Christ can do it in us. And I just pray for you. I pray for you and I tell you that take it from someone. I am now 70 years old and I've lost 35 pounds in the last oh, year and a half. And, and, it, and I do it one day at a time. I am, I am at a normal weight now and happy and healthy and so on. But I don't just let go and say, okay, I've arrived now and I go on my way. I stay in community. I stay with reading my scriptures and seeking your will, Lord, every day. And I'm just asking the Lord to do that in your life. And don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. That's where Satan wants you to be in bondage. He wants you caught up so badly that this is the area, this is between me and you. That's Satan speaking. This is something that God wants to bring to light and set you free. Amen. And in 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says that we need to do everything for the glory of God. So everything we do must be to glorify the Lord. Um, Our work, our words, um, what we eat, what we see, what we hear. Everything has to glorify the Lord. And when we talk about this, we're not talking about a diet, right, ladies? This is not a diet. Right. This is a health um, program. Program, mm-hmm. exactly. But it's a spiritual issue. Mm-hmm. A spiritual issue that has not been addressed. Spiritual issue that probably has not been discussed very much at all not only in the churches but i even wonder on tv because i have not even heard it on tv you know marina you're saying ladies but there's men out there that are suffering and hurting too absolutely you men this is every bit for you too because the lord wants all men women there is no jew nor greek or you know jew it's all in christ we are not male or female we are one in Christ, and he wants all of us, male, female, to be set free in whatever the area of bondage is. And we all have them, right? Mm-hmm. We all have them, and we all just need to bring whatever it may be um, that we're overindulging. Mm-hmm. It could be food. It could be um, fashion. I know that was mine, clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to get rid of a lot of clothes, and now I only have clothes that I wear. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So God has helped me so much in that area. And some people would say, that's ridiculous, Marina. That's really getting, you know, picky. You know what? When Holy Spirit shows us things, he shows us, but he shows us gently and exactly. kindly and with love. And he shows us, He said, here, take this, Marina, and take this off. Your, you need You need to give this away to somebody that can wear it. And you need to take this over here. And he's so kind and so sweet. And he turns what Satan meant for evil into good Good. to glorify himself. And that's what he wants to do in our bodies is to glorify himself in us. Exactly. And that's exactly what he did, Linda. I mean, I I can remember where I had a lot of items, clothing items, where 
um, you know, the Holy Spirit would tell me, you know, give it to this person, give it to this child or this other person. And that's exactly what he did. And he's still doing that to making sure that I keep my closet, you know, balanced, not, you know, completely full, full where I not wearing the clothing that, you know, I bought. So it's, it's definitely true. I mean, we all know, and we just take it to the Lord. And I think that as we grow closer to the Lord, he reveals it to us, like you said, in a gentle, loving way. Exactly. Exactly. What are some healthy eating habits? I mean, some of us think eating three meals a day, like we're taught traditionally, is healthy. But when I talk to you ladies, I'm actually mostly um, Nancy, you'd said something different. Can you share that? Sure. I think uh, we have changed, um, I mean, a thousand years ago, when we used to have to go out and work the fields and try to kill that animal so we'd have meat for the table or whatever, we, you know, our food needs were very different. And And our bodies, right? They probably have changed over the years. Very much. And I think that the types of foods that we not only sell in the stores, but just even in the restaurants, um, we have leaned towards more sugar, salt, and fat in our foods, which will not be your friend in terms of (laughs) excess weight. So a healthier way to live is actually very small, nutritious portions about six to seven times a day. But what is nutritious? Some of us may think um, <laughs> potatoes, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, potato, is that... um, if, you, if you do just a little, and luckily okay. we all have Google, and so we can always look up glycemic indexes. If you look up the glycemic index on a lot of foods and try to lean towards the lower glycemic index, um, that, those are good choices. You want to always be thinking, you know, I need good fats in my diet. Like nuts? Like nuts, like olive oil. Those are good fats. Um, You need protein, and you want to try to do lean protein if you can. So the chicken, the fish, you can have your beef, but... And I heard pork is not really good. Uh, Pork, lean pork Lean pork? Okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. And good vegetables, um... I think that when I was younger, I was told, eat as much fruit as you want. Exactly. No. Fruit is so high in sugar. And again, if you look on glycemic index, and you don't need as much as you think you need. You know, you would think, oh, I'm doing a good thing. I'm going to eat three oranges. Well, you just spiked your sugar so high <laughs> that you're going to be crashing shortly and hungry, and you've given your body all this sugar. So the whole concept is portion control, Mm -hmm. nutritious food, small amounts often during the day. And the goal is to keep your glycemic index at a very steady rate, feeding your body nutrients it needs. You call them fuelings. We call them fuelings. But it's 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 kind basically of like you feeding to, your you have body. To go to the gas station and fill up, and yeah. it's like, you know, that's what the little the little mini meals do is is give you a fueling because it it switches your mindset from 
food to fuel. Right. What we're doing is we're fueling our body. We're not eating, you know, we're not uh, living to eat, but eating to live. Mm-hmm. And it's so much more than even just the the fuelings or the food you're putting into the, your body. You're, we're a complex being. God has created this amazing complex being. So it is not only, say, the water you take in or the food you take in, but it's your mindset. It's your heart. It's how you treat other people. It's your motion of moving. So there's, there's many aspects to it that keep you healthy. So you have to kind of look at all of the, the, the one, pieces. One of the things, too, is that healthy mind and, this, this, again, the spiritual aspect and, this, and the healthy surroundings. Yes. You know, surround your people with, if it's how, surround yourself with people who are supportive. You know, even our Christian and friends. And have healthy eating habits, yes, too, so that way you can support each other, like Christian you said. Even our Christian friends, when they begin to see you starting to do this, they may be threatened by that. Be aware that even though they don't intend a negative thing for you, that may not be healthy for you right now, and you may not be able to handle being around those people who are wanting to overindulge, and we're used to you overindulging because that feels like they may have to address that issue in their own life, and that's not what this is about. You lead not by preaching at people, you by example, by just doing what mm-hmm. the Lord is leading you to do at a particular time in your life. Sleep is another aspect that mm-hmm. you talk about is mm-hmm. we need to get enough sleep. Um, you know, a lot of us really are in a sleep deficit or oversleeping when you're overweight. Sometimes you don't want to get up and you don't feel motivated to move. And I think those are things that it overall are helping you with a healthy lifestyle. And with technology now, that actually has affected so many people's sleep. It's almost they cannot put their cell phone down or they're, they're always checking social media. Or they or have it. And no, and I put mine in a completely different room because I don't want that anything yeah. to interrupt me. And you don't so think true. about that affecting your health. But it actually does. When you don't get that good quality sleep at night. Or that blue light, they say. The right. blue light from right. from a cell phone or whatever. This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach. And I'm talking with today's special guest, Nancy Smardell, who's the office manager at Mountaintop Christian Fellowship and a health coach. And we also have Linda Rogers. She's a deacon at Mountaintop Christian Fellowship in Prescott. And she was a former counselor and teacher. Today we are talking about gluttony the sin we don't talk about. Now, Nancy, uh, you did talk about having uh, several uh, small meals throughout the day. How many did you say again? You want to have a minimum of six. Okay, so a minimum of six. Can you give me an example of like what you would have in the morning? Sure, sure. So in the morning, um, what I would have is maybe a half a cup of un, uh, no no sugar in it, just unflavored yogurt with some granola in it, like a quarter cup of granola. And everybody would say, oh, that doesn't seem like it's very much food because a lot of us are used to our two eggs, bacon, mm-hmm. toast, and, <laughs> and a pancake. Um, but what you have to keep in mind is in two and a half to three hours. You're going to have another small meal. Correct. And this then your body just keeps going and Another great benefit of it is you are much more clear-headed. It makes a huge difference just in your ability to think. 
Yeah, because if you have too much food, you're just like kind of sluggish. Goes, sluggish. Yes, all the energy in the blood goes down to <clears> your gut to begin to take care of that. And so you're not feeling even even getting sleepy. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Going to work and being sleepy and not functioning at full capacity. So I also heard that we're not supposed to have any meals like after 6 or 7 p.m. Is that true still? Your body is a lot like a furnace. Mm-hmm. So, and this is uh, for anybody, but if somebody is trying to lose some excess weight, what you want to do is you don't want the fire to go out. And the way you can keep that fire burning, which is your metabolism, is those small, slow, I mean, small amounts of food every about every three hours up until you go to bed. Okay, so, so it can be up to like even before, an, like an hour before? Yes. Doesn't oh, matter oh, yes. as long as it's... No. I've eaten, I've eaten, oh. but, but keep in mind, you're not eating like this big huge No, right, meal. the small, no. small meals small like you had out. mentioned. Yeah, and it's a little fueling. My sleep has gotten so much better since wow. I've done this. So it's, it does work that way. Yeah, one of the things that was really helping... That's really interesting. even in your recovery from this gluttony... Um, you know, every once in a while, you're, you're going to eat something that you, you know, wasn't on your plan. And you, you know, I just had my birthday, number 70. And, you know, I had cake and I ate more than I would normally eat. And I, Nancy helped me so much because she said, Linda, you're three hours away from, from getting right back. And that that was funny because you think, okay, I ate so much. I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat. Uh, till tomorrow and I'll start over that is not what you do you actually only wait three hours after you've had extra food and eat the way you would normally get right back so you don't have to wait till Monday or the Mm -hmm. weekend or next month Mm -hmm. or whatever I'm three hours away from doing it perfectly right Right. and I that is so liberating you know it is think I don't have to I don't have to start start over I'm like three hours away from being right back where I need to be. Right. Now, what would be some healthy snacks that you could put in your purse? Sure, a small handful of nuts. Um, A half an apple with some peanut butter on it. Not too much peanut butter. Okay. (laughs) Sure, the the string cheese sticks. Yeah. Um, And only a certain amount of cheese sticks. Because I know we can overindulge again. And a small handful. Yes. Now, when Quarter cup, maybe. when you do this particular <clears throat> program that we did, and I'm not saying you have to use this particular one, um, we would actually use some already purchased, we call them fuelings, um, because it was such a perfect balance of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, carbohydrates, and protein. And the difficult thing is when you go to a store and see it's it's a little deceptive because you're like, well, I'm just going to get an energy bar. And you pull this energy bar and it can be 300 calories, uh, weigh 20 grams of sugar. And (laughs) you've just, what you think you're doing to help yourself, you're not. And that's one of the reasons it's good to be with uh, people that will know nutrition that can guide you. And that's why I'm saying, find a community that will help you through this, that can give you that good information and direct you, because um, that's what you need. And once you learn it, 
it's second nature. So where can people find that community? Because to be honest with you, we're talking about this topic and I don't know very many people. (laughs) And I'm in Phoenix. And even in my church, I mean, we don't talk about, you know, health like that. I mean, where do people find health? um, Let's say so people who would support us in our health. Sure. I would be thrilled to help anybody that would like to call me. And my number is 928, that's the area code, 420-1916. And I'd be happy to help or redirect you or whatever because my heart is that you would be set free from this bondage that, that is so heavy weight on your shoulders. And I know because I speak from having that. experience. Mm -hmm. We'll also pray for you. Yes. That's the thing. We'll pray for you. And this is a program that is liberating. Yes. Yes. Now, I know that um, you mentioned, Nancy, that you can't overeat fruits and and think that's healthy. Now, how about if, can you overeat vegetables and would that be healthy? All right, I have a great story that this will really highlight it. Okay. So one of my clients, um, she said she couldn't, she couldn't lose this weight. And she went to the doctor, asked, the doctor said, so what is it that you eat? And she told the doctor all great things, fruit, vegetables, lean meat, the whole thing. And the doctor said to her, you are a healthy overeater. So it's so important, portion size, and understanding that and getting used to that. And once, and that's why we call it habits of health, Mm -hmm. once you get those habits, it becomes second nature, and it's not difficult to do. And just to say what the fuelings look like, they're just Mm -hmm. about around 100 calories, each fueling. And then you would have like a, a lean and green once once a day. And that would be like a some type of meat or fish. Uh, and you would have that with uh, salads, uh, vegetables, that kind yeah. of thing. And not the, not the breads, not the, when you're, right. when you're in the weight losing mode. Right. Not the breads until yeah. later on. Right. Yes. You, you, you add want, a little. And then what you do is you learn what kind of breads are better. <clears throat> Right, than others, right. And it it doesn't ever mean that you can't have something you love because we all have items Mm -hmm. we love that probably if we have them once in a while, there is, that's fine. Mm -hmm. If you have them all the time, that could be another issue. So it's not that you can't do that, but you learn how to be able to enjoy those things and still be able to maintain your weight. And the goal with this program is to help you get that, the initial weight off quickly so that you're encouraged and one of the things Nancy says and I know she's gotten it from her program director is that um, altered yes altered program uh, results in altered results or or yeah what did what did I say altered program equals Altered results. So if you decide you're going to mess mm -hmm. with the program and you're going to make it different and you're going to add a little of this and I'm going to just have this, it's not that you can't lose that way. But I know for myself, when I initially was starting on the program, I kind of messed around a little bit with things. You know, I'm going to add a little extra of this or I want some of this. 
and my weight loss was quite slow. So, and then you see people. So how long did you take to lose? Uh, it took me about five months to lose 35 pounds. Yeah, okay. Um, but. Which sounds very healthy though, because yeah. nowadays yeah. when you hear the diet advertisements, of course, everything's right. all focused it's, on the physical. Right. I mean, everybody wants to lose weight like quickly. Right. But it's like, <clears throat> I, it's interesting because. My husband and I were not able at that point. I was able, but I didn't do it without him. My husband's had knee surgery, knee replacement surgery, and he's had foot surgery and all of this stuff, and we used to walk a lot. So I think once he gets back and we start regularly walking together, um, I think that's even going to be a, a even better, better. Thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, like, make the effort. Like, if I go to go to the store, I try to walk all the way back to the back of the store and up and down, you know, the aisles and walk and park further away from the store. And right, so we can things. walk more. Yes. Exactly. Little things like that. Does the Bible share anything about staying away from certain foods? Well, yes, uh, it does. Uh, some of that is you know, in the Jewish tradition they didn't they didn't eat pork and they didn't eat shrimp and some of those things and yet there's kind of controversy in the in the christian um you know in that among christians because some people are sticking to that and stay with that and that's what they've been called to do you know and the holy spirit has to lead you in what things that would be for you whether it be uh, according to the way the old testament jewish tradition was teaching Mm -hmm. or you know i think a lot of people have taken the the scriptures where peter is spreading all the food out and says i won't touch that you know that's unclean mm-hmm. and the lord says don't call what i've called unclean uh you know clean what I call clean unclean. unclean right and and <clears throat> i think we have to be settled between us and the holy spirit as far as specific foods that are okay for us i think it's obvious that certain foods trigger us to want to eat more and become gluttonous, and that would be like the sugar and the salty things. And I know for me, if I eat something salty, I mean, if I eat something sugary, now I want something salty. In other words, I'm not satisfied. I want to keep going just kind of snacky, 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 snacky. So why do we on. crave that? Why do we crave those unhealthy there's a, foods? There's a spike in our in the insulin levels when you eat sugary stuff. And more. you want more because there's a spike in your insulin, and it you're starts to go and down. You're feeling and then what you do is you want more I got, of I the got, same. It's almost it's almost like a a, a drug. drug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in fact, what they say now is that food is the new medicine. Hmm. But you really have to watch what you're shopping for because it's packaging doesn't always. You really got to be careful what you're. When, when she at. says food is the new medicine, it's interesting because medicine, when used properly, is what your body needs. But drug addiction right. is what destroys your body. Mm-hmm. So it can be medicine like something that helps you. Food can help you and heal you. Or, or, or it can destroy you. Exactly. The, the, I think the number one reason for people having type 2 diabetes is is the overeating now that's not true of everybody but because i've known people with type 2 diabetes that actually were not overweight and not you know but 
it is the main cause of type 2 diabetes and that is so that's such a debilitating disease that is so difficult for people to live with how did this become a spiritual plan from a health plan for both of you just the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Because this is not just a health plan. This is deeper than this. Yes, absolutely. It's a spiritual, these are spiritual issues. It's not even just an issue, because, right. but because we can actually talk about a lot of issues that this stems from. Right, right. Well, when that connection of um, God's calling us to do this versus we're doing this, because we want our flesh to either feel better or look better mm-hmm. is the, the, where it opens up for me. So when I came to the point of realizing this is, God is calling us to do this. This isn't, this isn't optional. He wants us to do this. He wants his church to be this way. That's what changed it for me. And when God was revealing through Linda, what Linda was bringing through the scriptures, um, to our meetings, it was, it was phenomenal. That's, that's, it's, it's almost hard to describe because when you know you've heard God's voice through the scriptures that way, it, you're never the same. You're never the same. You know, I was saying about um, God's sense of humor, and I never really got back to it, going into the Holy of Holies versus the outer, outer chamber. And the priest would go in that outer chamber on a regular basis. And in the outer chamber was showbread, S-H-E-W, bread, okay? In the inner chambers is an example of manna. Manna was the perfect provision that the Lord gave in the wilderness for the Israelites as they were traveling. And it had all the vitamins, all the minerals, everything that they needed to keep healthy. He provided everything. They they would hit a rock with um, a stick or whatever and have water. The Lord took care of every need, and he wanted them to trust him one step at a time. They were not allowed to have extra manna. You cannot gather extra except for on the, the day before the Sabbath because they didn't want to be gathering on the Sabbath. So he had this set up that they would have exactly this portion control hello and there we go portion control control, and you're not allowed to hoard any and if you do what happened to it It, the maggots and you know it was destroyed the next day they couldn't even eat it because they tried to hoard it when god told them not to Mm -hmm. okay so think about your body being infested with maggots okay that's a horrible thing to think about but all right that's what happens when disease starts setting into our bodies and in the inner chamber is the manna. That's the special provision. That's what Jesus opened up when he shed his blood. You and me, we get to go in the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. And me, and what I, the Lord showed me was in that outer chamber was the show bread. And I went S-H-O-W, the show-off bread. Think about all the things that are show-off <laughs> foods like cakes and you know pastas and all of that. Those are the things that the Lord wants us to be in the inner chamber with the manna. Let him provide. Amen. That is so good. Thank you so much, ladies, Nancy and Linda, for coming today to share about not only this is is this just a health uh, 
program, but it's also a spiritual program that relates to our health. May God continue to bless you both in your uh, ministries. And so um, could one of you, Linda, um, end in prayer, please, for whatever the Holy Spirit may be leading you to pray for. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I pray for all the listeners out there that are caught up in this sin of gluttony, like me. Father, I thank you so much for helping to set us free. And I ask you, Lord, Holy Spirit, right now to go to that person, put your arms around them and hold them and remind them that you intend to walk through this with them, that they are not alone, that through Christ, they will be set free. We pray these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. We have run out of time, but Faith City Outreach can be heard again on Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. This radio program is sponsored by King Jesus Christ Ministries in Phoenix, Arizona. You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.